All right, ladies and gents, this is your man, El Jamal, coming through with your 75th edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is a place where your Second Amendment is protected as long as you got the facts. We got a few things to talk about, so I'm going to get get into them right quick. And uh, I'm going to get start off with the elephant in the room. And recently, I think you guys all know about this, but Kanye finally had his day in the sun with our President Trump. And uh, he was very happy, uh, very um, you know, forthright in what he believed. Uh, he, you know, referred to him as a father figure. He also talked a little bit about about the black community and how he thinks that him and you know, with the help of Donald Trump and his wife, uh, Miss Kim Kardashian, that they can change that. Now, um, I'm 28 years old. I've been through a decent amount of stuff. I've learned a decent amount of things. And, um, you know, we all have our political views. We all have these, and we all have those views changed. I know when I was a lot younger, I could consider myself a full-fledged Democrat, a uh, full-fledged liberal uh, on the left wing of things. And um, as I get older, uh, things have changed. Uh, I cannot say that I, you know, am a full fan of every uh, Democratic nominee or Democratic uh, politician. Uh, however, with that being said, I do not agree with everything that party stands for. However, um, I am not at any point, at any point in time and any point in time in the future, I'm going to buy into this Trump thing. I'm sorry. I don't care what I don't care what black person they get. I'm not I don't care if they get Jim Brown. I don't care if they get Kanye West. I don't care what rapper they get. I don't care what athlete they get. I'm not going to I'm and I'm sorry. This is this is beyond the race thing. This is beyond he could be a potential racist. This is beyond um any of that liberal argument. I may I'm a working class man who looks to further his education and further his schooling and further my career. I work hard every week. I pay, I bring home a paycheck just like the majority of people that I know that listen to my podcast, the majority of people that I live around. We work for ours. Sorry, we're not, you know, we're not quote unquote geniuses with music. We don't make songs just yet. I'm trying to build my my personal uh, business off the ground, but a lot of people, you know, they not might not be in that same position, or at least in the mindset of doing that. But you know what? As somebody who works in this country, as a as your as your working class, your working job. See, my thing is about this man is. I'm going to be honest with you, forget the racism, forget the potential racism, forget all that. I got a 2% tax cut. I'm not happy about that. The harder that I work in this country, the more money that they, they find that they need to take out of my paycheck. No matter what bills I have to pay, no matter what I'm responsible for in this country, they decided that a 2% tax cut is the best that they can give me. Fuck the racism. Fuck the touching of the females. Fuck all that. I'm tired of taking my motherfucking money. And I'm not down with a group of motherfuckers who sit there and say, yes, you guys work 40 hours plus hours a week. Yes, you guys barely can get by. Yes, you guys don't even have health care provided for you. Now somehow we in this country think that these are these are entitlements. Like somebody, oh, like somebody's not supposed to give you health care. Well, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the government shouldn't provide us health care. 
But maybe they should give us the wage that allows us to go get it then. I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry if, if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not uh bragging about a, a a factory job. Oh, Kanye wants to bring back jobs though. You know what? I'm sorry. My my grandparents were my grandparents uh consisted of an educator and a and a doctor, a medical doctor, a chiropractor. Two people who uh who you know inspired the community, helped the community on their own terms. My grandmother not only aside she passed away not too long ago, but outside of being a teacher of adults and and children K through twelve, she also was developing her own business. This is what I come from. My grandfather, John uh, John Butler, owned two different businesses in Washington D.C. Tow truck, uh, I believe, uh, also uh, just handiwork, handyman work. But his own business. My my uh, cousin bought. A.K.A. Udon. Um, he eventually, him and some of our other family members, eventually owned the first uh, black-owned hotel hotel in Washington D.C. See, we're we're more than factory workers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'm tired of I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that mentality where we have to work and get along for this man. See, one thing Kanye didn't tell you was to get your education. Was to um, was to put yourself out there and develop a career. That's one thing he didn't tell you. Well, I got this job for you. We could work in this factory. Again, this is all we as black folks. This is all we got. Either we play bad, either we play sports, or we are rappers, or we're somehow a genius because we make music, or we work in the factory. No, I'm sorry. We're much more than that. And I'm t- I'm t- I'm tired of of of, of being of, of being given the subservient role. See, and I understand I I understand where certain these black conservatives do get, get, have a have a point, especially my Israelite brothers with the with the ruling class mentality notion, because there's I, I've never seen a group of people satisfied with just a factory job, satisfied with just getting the bare basics in life. I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me. Making money in a factory, whether it be Adidas or anything like that, does not change the laws, does not change the legislation. It's funny to me, it's, it's like he meets with Trump and Trump is supposed to make these changes. But it's like we, we fundamentally lack the understanding of our own checks and balances. Your, gov- your, 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 your president, the president that he was just meeting with, that you thought was a great, was a great uh, experiment, he doesn't even write the laws. No, you know who we should have been having that conversation with? You know who we should? Uh-oh. Sorry. An actual senator. An actual House of Representatives member. Because that's who the legislation is. That's who makes the laws. See, it's all funny. I, I thought it was great. He he said, oh, prison reform. And sure, Trump is going to go right along with it. He's a, he's a salesman. See, he's a salesman. Of course, he's gonna he's gonna go along with it. he's gonna because he, he wants you to get that. He, he's going for re-election, guys. That's the thing, and he wants your vote. He wants you to be just like last, just like uh, Bush's second time. It was funny because the first first time around, uh, everybody knew that he cheated. Black people were pissed off, didn't want to fuck with him. But by that second term, all oh, even we voted for him. We voted for Bush. Oh, John Kerry. I I heard some of the stupidest things I've ever heard. When, when voting about when voting for Bush, John Kerry's so boring. 
John K just Bush Lighten lightens up the mood. I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck how he makes you feel. Can he draw can he draft laws for you? Oh, 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 and see, this is the this is the other this is the other problem. There's this notion amongst black people nowadays. Now, now, mind you, this is the, the conservative still. But I'm starting to see it among these these liberal, aka pro-black people, who think that oh, we're well, we're pro-black. There's this there's this notion that somehow we can sneer at the civil rights movement. Yeah, yeah, that we can discredit it and say it was a handout. But but aren't we asking for jobs? Wait, wait. This is think about this. We rather have employment than our own civil rights, than our than our ability to 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 dictate our own futures. That's what Kanye didn't tell you to do. Everybody thinks school is a scam. Now I'll give you this. It costs way too much. And again, um, you know, with all that being said, I mean, who's responsible for this? Oh, is it is it is it your Democrats? Okay, well, if if the Democrats are responsible, well, where where were our Republican quote unquote friends to to counteract this? I'm sorry, in in our history, where have they been for you? I'm sorry when 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 it came down to to a, a to a a a provision that allowed you to vote, they didn't they didn't they didn't write that for you. They didn't write one. It was a Democrats and hey, say what you want. And times change. Political parties and views change. Now now white liberalism on its own, that's a different discussion. Now white liberalism I don't I don't buy it with. And I'll be honest with you, liberalism I'm not there is there there are pitfalls with that. Some sometimes it goes too far socially. I get that. I, I get that back that that pushback. But I'm sorry. Um, we were forced to sit on the back of the bus. We couldn't vote, and as much as we want to discredit that and, and discredit how it doesn't work, and we want to, well, the Chinese Americans don't vote, and and they're all right. Well, see, the government doesn't antagonize them. The government doesn't allow the police to just kill them under any circumstances. Sorry. So don't give me that bullshit. No, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Stop being an apologist for these motherfuckers. They don't like you. A lot of these motherfuckers do not like you. See, and that's the funny thing. And then that's the thing. He he shows up and he talks to Trump. Talk to Bob Corker, senator from Tennessee, from the state where they would not even disown the neo-Nazis. Stop it. Stop lying to yourselves. And I'm not saying the Democratic Party is is all is all is the best one for you, but I, I'm sorry, every every at least the new the new wave of politicians that I'm seeing being elected have been involved in their community far longer than, than Kanye ever thought of getting the idea to. And see, that's the problem, another problem. All idolatry in this community. We worship celebrities in the black community. You can say what you want. Let's argue all day, all night on it. And I'm sick of that shit. We've been doing shit in our communities for years. Kind of, uh, I'm sorry, Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. Oh my God, he's not playing anymore. We need to make a change. Him playing football would not change the, the the laws. I want the laws changed. If the, if he never plays a, a down again in football and laws change, I think we've made an accomplishment. If he plays another down without one law being changed, we have failed. Fuck what y'all niggas talking about. Yeah, I went there. See, y'all talking about just surface shit. 
That's that material. Don't let that materialism get to you. That's what they pushed you to be in this situation. We, we have the highest buying potential out of everybody in this planet, but no, no wealth. You got to be. And now you want to work for, for more corporations. Oh, come on, Adidas, a corporation that you didn't even find or found. Excuse me. Now I can see if he was saying, yeah, I, I, I'll bring in black, black companies. They can set up, they can set up businesses in our community. He didn't say that. No, he said he wants to bring in Adidas, something that you didn't make, but something that you consume. Something you consume, brother, my sister. Don't fall for that hype. That's why I compared him to Booker T. Booker T was the same. Oh, let's work. We make Tuskegee Union. Don't get me wrong. He made Tuskegee University a prominent black university uh, that down there in Alabama. Uh, you know, technical skills. You know, it was a technical school. Manufacturing skills. Those are all. Now, don't get me wrong. Trade skills are fine. I think you should be. I think people should become electricians, plumbers, but they should work for themselves and stop trying to work for somebody else. I said it. I started this podcast just on my personal. This is why I don't want to listen to that bullshit Kanye got to say. I started this movement for me because I was not, I, I told myself and I was convinced within myself, working for someone else is not fulfilling my potential. I'm sorry. It's not. And if that fulfills your potential, you know, getting somebody's paycheck every couple of weeks, that's fine too. I'm not going to judge people, but there's way more that we can accomplish in this world. And I refuse to just be the, the factory people. Oh, let's bring jobs back. And then he started. And another thing, he wanted to bring in the, the whole, whole, you know, welfare. And they, they, they made the the black dad stay. No, stop it. Kanye, you're lying again. Let's be real with each other right now. Our daddies, a lot of our daddies just didn't want to be around us. Let's just keep it real. Kanye. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't because of the welfare. It wasn't because of white liberals. No, niggas just didn't want to raise their kids. And, and a lot of women didn't want to raise their kids either. That's why they was hoes. A lot of women were hoes. It ain't about, oh, we just wanted to be on. No, we chose to be on, on welfare for generations. That was a choice. It wasn't about force. Somebody forced you. We could have got jobs. I worked throughout Obama's presidency. What about black empl employment got rose under Trump? You're a liar. We were always working if we wanted to. And if you want to talk about the factory jobs that left 20, 30 years ago, companies did that. Your corporations did that. And the government allowed them to leave by raising up the prices for them to do business. Just like they're doing now. You keep talking the factory jobs back. I already told you about three corporations in this in this in, in in this country in the state of Wisconsin that are planning to leave if the tariffs don't stop. Okay, you want another example? Y'all don't believe my my black ass. Y'all must not believe me. Sears, uh, which it's which is which is you know we all know about Sears Holding, which is the Sears stores, superstores, and also Kmart. Guess what? They filed for bankruptcy. 132 stores, if not, if I could be mistaken, it may be 142 stores are closing in this country. Two of them in my state of California. Matter of fact, one of them is Ple is in Pleasanton, which is about 15 minutes away from where I live. Visalia, that's the other one. That's about an hour. Fuck y'all. 
You're, he's playing you. He's duping you. I said it right now. He's playing you. And that's why they call him. And Kanye, he, he's, he's a Kanye. Yeah, that's right. He's a con. We ain't stupid. I'm sorry. I, I, you cannot be that dumb. The working, your working class people who buy your stupid ass record only got a 2% tax cut. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't fuck with that. I work too hard to be given a 2% tax cut. The harder you, the harder you work in the, in the lower classes, Kanye, cause you didn't notice, the more they take out of your paycheck. Fuck you. I'm not down with that. You change that, I might fuck with you. I might fuck with you. Change the laws first. Stop bringing, stop talking about bringing some more job. I don't want no fucking, I want you to change the laws. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what, that's what, that's what the, that's what the, the legislation job is to do. Not even the president, but you up there making the photo op, trying to look good. See all that? Oh, we need to have him look good. Really? The white man, huh? House nigga. I said it. See that right there? He lost me. Well, we need to have him looking good. See, I, I get it. I understand. I understand really what it is. See, I, see, you got to really understand what it is. He did not like Obama. Kanye West had his feathers ruffled and his feelings hurt on national TV by Obama because Obama called a, called his dumb ass out for the for his shit that he did to, to Taylor Swift. Now, mind you, with that being said, I see kind of where Kanye's coming from. That's kind of hurtful. The only black president we ever had is calling me out because it's some shit that well, maybe you need to be more mature, Kanye. Maybe you didn't need to jump out on Taylor Swift shit and say, well, I did. No, it, maybe it, it wasn't. Why are you mad? It was a people's choice award anyways. That's what it comes down to. Y'all don't really get it. Nigga was butthurt. When Obama called him a jackass, he got listed on national TV for the world to see. And I get it. I get it. Another black man calling another black man out on national TV. I get that. And Obama, you kind of messed up with that one. Because then on top of that, I get where Kanye is coming from. There was a million other things that were were important, that were important to the black community, the 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 greater American community at the time. Then, then, then Obama coming out and calling you a jackass. I get it. But you got to let that go, sir. You got to let that go because I'm sorry, your boy Trump ain't got nothing for us. And uh, his 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 see, and that's the thing. You want prison reform? You want to know who you really need to be talking to about prison reform? This is why I know it hasn't happened because I know how that conversation is gonna go. He needs he's gonna need to talk to Jeff Sessions. Okay, that's who the real man you're gonna need to talk to about that. But that see that conversation. You know what? He's his now he's the racist now. Trump you can give a pass too. He's, he's from New York City. He's a businessman. You can kind of give him those passes. Although I, I he has he has very close-minded beliefs. I'm sorry, he does. I'm sorry. He he just looks at Kanye like he's he's unbalanced. And the way he looks at Kanye is is he's he's he looks at him as a pet. As some I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kanye is a pet to them. Same thing with to Kim. And I'm sorry, Kanye, we stopped, I stopped respecting your wife the minute I saw her degrading herself on videos of Ray J. I'm sorry, there is no respect for her. And we know you soft, cuz. We know you soft, cuz. Oh, people used to bully me. No, you, you allowed yourself to be a victim. You allowed yourself to be a victim. Just like your, 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 your conservative crony. I forget that, that one black chick who's super staunch conservative conservative and talks about the the black mom look y'all allowed yourselves to be punks as kids 
Kanye, you allowed yourself to be a punk. You didn't want to. You didn't want to learn how to fight and throw them hands. You thought being soft and, and being just a oh, I'm into music would help you. Sometimes you want to man up and throw them hands, and you still acting like a punk. That white, huh? huh? But anyways, let me wrap this up. I don't fall for that bullshit. I'm not with it. I'm sorry. Y'all need to open up y'all minds to this. I'd, I'd educate myself. Fuck trying to get money. That's what they. That's a distraction. Oh, just get money. Just work. Just hustle. But they do all type of shit under the low. I know. I know. It's. It's. We think money is gonna solve our problems. It's not, black folk. Being just getting along with Trump is not gonna solve our problems. Sorry, folk. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I. It's not in my. It's not in my genetics to do so. Sorry. I can't I can't just sit by and be idly okay with just the the bare minimum of living life. A factory job is just the bare minimum of the bare necessities. You don't even know if if you're protected in these by these laws. I'm sorry. I would never I would never represent that. Sorry, can't do it. Trump can you know Kanye can do it. You could join you can join him if you want to. I don't do that house negro shit. I won't be tap dancing anytime soon. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break. Like I said, we got a lot of sports action to cover. We got some college football to go over, top 25 scores. We got to go over some NFL as well. And then, like I said, we're going to wrap everything up. Uh, I got to go over the playoffs as well, get you guys cut off to date on that. So uh, bear with me. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties, but we shall be right back. All right, y'all, I'm back. And there was a lot of college football action over the weekend, so I'm going to go over these top 25 scores. Uh, there was some upsets, so I'm going to go over the rankings, an official ranking set of my next episode, just to let you guys in on that. Uh, also, they're going to have the college, the official college football playoff rankings coming out, if not this week, the next week. So I have those ready for you guys as well. But like I said, let's get to these, uh, these scores. Starting on Thursday night, number, 20, number 23, excuse me, South Florida was able to take out Tulsa 25-24 in Conference USA play. Number 21, Georgia, at least on Saturday, they were number 21. Uh, they took another loss. Uh, they took a loss to Tennessee, uh, 30-24. to Ohio State, they stay undefeated. They take out Minnesota, 30-24 to as well. Uh, Florida, they were able to beat Vanderbilt in SEC play, 37-27. to uh, Notre Dame uh, was able to to stop the ops, the upset from Pittsburgh, nineteen to fourteen. That game uh, really revealed a lot about Notre Dame. They are not the complete team that you would think that they are. Uh, Pitt was able to do a, some things for a good uh, two, I would say, almost one and a half. Uh, well, three and a half quarters of play. Uh, Notre Dame was able to pull it out within the final few minutes of the game, but still, uh, Pittsburgh did a lot to, to, in my opinion, put put a little question mark on Notre Dame. But anyways, uh, one upset that we did get, a minor upset, but it's a Big Ten upset nonetheless. Uh, Michigan State was able to get the win against Penn State, 21-17. Uh, Texas was able to win against Baylor, 23-17. to uh, 23 to 17. You know, keeping them in the, in the running for a possible playoff appearance. Just depends on how everything else goes. Uh, number 22, Texas A&M. I'm pretty sure they've risen up over the course of the weekend because of all the other losses. Uh, but they were able to get a win against South Carolina, 26-23. Now, here's the one of the, I think, the biggest upset of Saturday right here. We're going to talk a little bit about this one. Uh, number 13, LSU. Uh, took out number two Georgia 36 to 16. Let's go over these stats real quick. And as far as Georgia is concerned, Jake Fromm he led the well. I don't know if he 
led the way in a good way, but he went 16 to 34 with 209 yards. He had a touchdown and two crucial interceptions. As far as rushing uh, rushing goes, DeAndre Swift led the way. He had 72 yards, and Elijah uh, Holyfield was able to come up with a touchdown. In receiving, uh, Riley Ridley led the way. He had 75 yards and a touchdown. And on defense, defensive back Tyson Campbell had 11 total tackles. As uh, uh, for LSU, Joe Burrow was leading the way. Uh, for, from passing, from passing, uh, he had he went 15 to 30, 200 yards, and he also had two rushing touchdowns. Now, in terms of actually rushing the ball as well, Clyde Edwards Hilaire also helped out with 145 yards, and Nick Brosette also ran for a touchdown as well. Um, in terms of receiving, Justin Jefferson led the way. He had six catches and 100 yards. And on defense, safety, Grant Delpit has seven total tackles. What this loss means right now for Georgia is at this moment, they are out of the college football playoff. I'm not 100% sure if they are immediately, well, there is some SEC bias. They still have to face, They, in my opinion, they still win the SEC East. They would have to rematch against the what? They have to see uh, Alabama. Maybe a win there might put them back in the mix. But as of now, they're out the mix. I think they're at number six at the moment in the nation. So that will put them two spots out. Again, I will let you guys know more about the actual rankings my next episode. But look for Georgia to be out the mix for the time being. Uh, another big upset. I thought this was crucial. Uh, it, was this, uh, it was a Pac-10 upset. Washington went down to my Ducks 27-30 in overtime. The Ducks were 17 that day. Uh, they were able to rise up to at least 12th. Uh, I thought it was a great game, uh, both sides of the ball from this team. Uh, but let's go through these stats real quick. And our Heisman candidate, our Heisman hopeful, Justin Herbert, had a great game. He went eight, well, yeah, pretty solid game. He went 18 for 32, uh, sorry, 202 yards and two touchdowns. This is against a great Washington defense overall. Uh, they didn't really give up a whole lot of points this year, not a whole lot of yardage, but we were able to get the job done. In terms of rushing the ball, C.J. Verdell had 111 yards, two touchdowns. And on receiving, Dylan Mitchell had eight catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Red also caught a touchdown as well. And on defense, Troy Dye had uh, 10 total tackles. And cornerback Diomador uh, Lenore had five total tackles and an interception. So uh, we're looking great on both sides of the ball. Again, uh, I, we play Washington State this week. This is a team that we've uh, we've lost to in the past, in the recent past. Um, they're a pretty good team. They've gotten a lot better under Mike Leach. This this will be I pretty much would say the Pac-12 North crown. Uh, of course, um, no, I I think so. I think so. I think Stanford is pretty much out of the mix. Uh, Washington will still have to play Washington State later on in the year. Uh, they may they may or may not take an L to Stanford or Washington at some point. I don't think so. Uh, but. At this point, I feel like the winner of the Pac-12 North is going to be the winner of this next game, Oregon and Washington State. I'll highlight that some more, too. Uh, back to these scores, though. Uh, we got UCF. Um, they were number 10 in the nation. Again, I think they moved up to at least number 5. Again, I'll keep I'll keep pushing it. I will have the rankings for you guys soon. Uh, they were able to to eke out a win. This was an ugly game for them. Memphis went up by a lot of points uh, in in the beginning of the game, uh, but like I said, UCF Central Florida was able to right the ship, and they won thirty to thirty-one to thirty, and increasing that winning streak from that goes back to last year. Now, y'all.
This is last year. They were undefeated all through last year, and they're currently undefeated in this year with a new head coach. So give them props. And finally, uh, another upset that I want to talk about was West Virginia. Uh, they went down today. They went down, I'm sorry, on Saturday to Iowa State. Like I said, the little giants of college football. Usually they get one upset, one a year at home. This year they got two. The world's going crazy. Uh, let's talk about these stats here. Um, ooh, excuse me, give me one second. Uh, in terms of Iowa State, uh, Brock Purdy led the way. He had eight, he went 18 to 25 for 254 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. David Montgomery he carried the rock the majority of the way. He had 189 yards and a touchdown. And receiving, Hakeem Butler had six uh, six uh, six catches, excuse me, 107 yards and a touchdown. And also Deshante Jones and Charlie Collar uh, also got touchdowns as well. And on defense, they were led by Greg Ellsworth, the defensive back who. Had eight total tackles and a sack. Also, defensive end Jaquan Bailey helped out tremendously. He had three total tackles and two sacks. And Iowa State, as a team defense, had seven total tackles. So, they really got out to the quarterback. And this was important because West Virginia's quarterback is really good. And I mean by good, Heisman candidate good. So, let's get into West Virginia stats real quick. Starting with Will Greer. He went 11 and 15 for just 100 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. So we do know we are, I mean, we do know for a fact that that pressure on the ball was was enough for him. Kept his, kept his yardage low. Uh, he didn't make too many mistakes, though, but he went 11 and 15, so it definitely cut down on his production as well. So let's get to rushing. Um, Kennedy McCoy led the way with 55 yards. In terms of receiving, uh, David Seals was able to get a touchdown. Also, day, uh, Gary Jennings was able to get 38 yards. Like I said, the pass rush was amazing for Iowa State. I don't know. You know, again, like I said, they're not a team that usually has these wins. They're not usually ranked. I'm not too sure if this, this, this win will get them into the top 25 just yet. But uh, down goes West Virginia. Another another ranked another ranked team going down to somebody that's not ranked, uh, just like Colorado, who lost to USC this weekend as well uh, by a close score. They are completely out of the rankings. Uh, they were number 19 going into that game against UCLA. I'm talking about Colorado now. They lost that game. They are no longer in the top 25. Changes. They happen swiftly. Uh, as far as Iowa State defensively, Joshua Norwood led the way. Uh, he had 10 total tackles. And safety, uh, Drayvon Askew Henry had 7 total tackles and an interception. A couple more scores here. Uh, Miami took an L to Virginia 16-3. So we're continually the, the continually the continuing continuing the pattern of upsets again miami came into this game uh 16th on saturday they lost by three alabama keeps it going 39 to 10 they beat missouri they're still number one in the nation and wisconsin uh took a l a good uh a bad l to michigan michigan continues to continues their little their little winning streak i think they're at two i think they're at three games now uh they're solidifying a spot in at least the big you know the Big Ten. Uh, hopefully that matchup against Ohio State is a big one. Uh, this is this is building up momentum for that. And also I talked about Colorado, uh, the last under uh, the last uh, ranked team this week. I, like I said, uh, they took it. They they played the last game Saturday night. They took an L to USC. They are officially out of the top twenty-five. I'm sorry, Colorado. That was your first loss of the year. It's kind of unfortunate, but there's still a lot of bias around here. So that's the only reason why I feel that like they dropped out of the rankings. But we're gonna take another break. 
break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some uh, some NFL scores. We're going to go over Sunday. And then, uh, like I said, we still got to go over uh, some the, the, some MLB playoffs as well. So, y'all stay tuned. Thank you. All right, folks. We are back. Let's get it in. Let's talk some NFL here. We're going to go over the scores over Sunday. And let's get it started. Uh, the Falcons were able to beat the Buccaneers 34 to 29. The Chargers were able to beat the Browns like I predicted, 28 to 14. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the sorry, the Colts lost to the Jets 34 to 42. My Raiders, it's been a long season. A long season. Uh, it's not going to get any better in my opinion. Uh, 27 and three. Amari Cooper is officially on the trade block. That's just how bad it is. Uh, moving on, I told my Redskins fans not to worry. They got this, and I was right. They take the victory at home, 23-17. to 17. I feel like I'm coming around. I know what I'm talking about. I feel so, I'm still so empowered. Right? And I knew what I was talking about. I knew they had a solid defense. Again, um, again the defense came up for them. They played. They had that that great goal. Uh, they had that great four, uh, fourth down stance, and um, you know, offensively they did just enough. And of course, it won't be easy. I'm not saying they have a, a great record, y'all. I'm just saying it's not going to be as bad as y'all might think. They put a lot on Alex Smith. They, you know, they say a lot about him, but I, I, I think he gets the job done. You know, good enough. You know. But anyways, moving on, uh, the Texans, they get their second one in a row. Uh, they beat the Bills 20-13. Uh, the Cardinals lose to the Vikings 17-27. to um, The Bengals, uh, they lose to the, the Steelers, the resurgent, uh, the resurgent Steelers who look resurgent. We'll see how far they can go. 28-21, to uh, Antonio Brown, he steps up, get the game, got the game winning touchdown. So for this week, I'm going to get off the Steelers' back. They're doing their job. One game I did want to break down though is the Bears and the Dolphins. Dolphins were able to win in overtime, 38. I'm sorry, 31 to 21, handing the Bears their second loss of the season. The Bears are currently at three and two. The Dolphins are now at four and two. Let's get into these stats though. Uh, as far as the Bears are concerned, Mitch Trubisky went 21 and 31. 316 yards, three touchdowns, and interception. And despite the loss, he had a, another good game. I feel like, you know, he's young, but he is starting to turn things around. It takes a quarterback at least two or three two or three years to finally get his stuff together. But he looks like he's turning around. He looks a lot better. Uh, in terms of rushing the ball, Jordan Howard led the way. He had 69 yards in total. And Tariq Cohen, he also rushed for a touchdown. And he had 90 yards, uh, 90 receiving yards as well. In terms of uh, more receiving, Taylor Gabriel led the way. He had five catches and 110 yards. And Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller and Trey Burton, all three of those guys catch TDs. On defense, Adrian Amos had nine total tackles and cornerback Kyle Fuller had seven total tackles and two interceptions. So uh, definitely, you know, that defense is still pretty good. Uh, they gave up a lot of points. Well, more points than usual in this game, in my opinion. Uh, but definitely we're able to get turnovers. So I still think they're, they're still a legit defense. Uh, they're a solid team. And we'll have to see how, how well they do next week uh, at home versus the Patriots. Um, as far as the Dolphins go, Brock Osweiler, he had a decent game. Uh, he went 28-44, 380 yards, and also three touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Frank Gore, he's still rushing the ball. 
apparently, and he had 101 yards. And as far as receiving Albert Wilson, he had six catches, 155 yards, and two touchdowns. This man is balling out this year. I like him. Also, Kiko Alonso was balling out as well. He helped a lot. He helped out along the defensive end, and he had 11 total tackles. So I think Miami is, you know, it, it took a set, a couple setbacks. Uh, they lost that game to Miami. I mean, sorry, to, to the Patriots. Uh, lost a, lost two in a row. Uh, they lost to the Bengals too. But it looks like uh, they're there's. I mean, they can they can still play. I mean, of course, uh, the Bengals and the, the Patriots are playoff bound, potentially playoff bound teams. Uh, you know, we look at somebody like New England who could possibly win their division. So we're looking at two good teams. Uh, they didn't lose to Bootsy teams. They didn't lose to trash bag teams. So and you know, for the most part, they still made a good account of themselves. Well, with the exception of the the Patriot game, they made a good account of themselves in the in the Bengals game. So uh, I still think they're pretty solid. Uh, they could probably give New England. They might be able to still give New England a run for their money. We don't know. Um, the Rams were able to sneak out another one, twenty three to twenty. Again, the last few weeks they've been having these close scores, but again they've been able to get it done. So I'm not gonna complain too much. A win is a win. Uh, the Ravens they were able to shut out the Titans 21 to zero. This is uh, I talked a little bit about that division, the AFC South last uh, last episode, and I'm not surprised. The Ravens are a good team, and I you know like I said I already had in terms of the AFC South I had the Texans winning that conference uh they weren't a dark horse to me i had already uh well let's get into this next score from the afc south uh the Jazz got blown out by the cowboys 40 to 7 and this is why i had the texans as my favorite to win the afc south i know they're just getting it together now i think they're at 503 and three um and you know, they haven't looked perfect, but with all the losses that the Jags had already, you know, have uh, on the, on the least, of, you know, from the outside perspective, like who they're throwing it to, uh, they mar- they lost Marquise Lee. Uh, they lost a couple uh, wide receivers in the course of the offseason. Um, again, in going through this year, Leonard Fournette has been off and on in terms of his in- injuries, has only produced about 70 yards. They had to sign Jamal Charles. Again, it was just – and then Blake Bortles on top of that. He he has a tendency to regress every other game. So, again, it, it just hit him. It hit him uh, in the face like a brick ball. Again, with the Texans going down – I mean, with the Titans going down 21-0, to I told you guys the Texans look to be the better team. I said that from the get-go. They have the quarterback. They have the coaching staff that stayed there. This is why, you know, I also put Bill O'Brien on the hot seat because I felt like this was the opportunity to do it. Uh, Jacksonville's going to have a lot of injuries. Uh, the Titans, they're not who where they need to be at all. The Colts were trash. Just Let's just, just say it like it is. They're a dumpster fire with or without Andrew Luck. And this was their year, in my opinion, at least win that division. So I'm glad to see that they're able to get a, get, get a win. The Texans get to 500 because, like I said, that it was that was going to have to be the team that's going to have to step up. This was their year to step up. I mean, I knew it. I, I just had a feeling the, Jazz, the Jags were not going to look that great this year. And um, they're not. They're not. Um, don't get me wrong. Defense is fine. Defenses do win championships. However, you still got to have receivers. You still got to have a capable running back. You still got to have a capable quarterback to win games. And they do not, at this point, have any of that. So, uh, 
there you go. And finally, uh, in the big marquee matchup for Sunday last night, uh, the Pats were able to get were able to get that win against the Chiefs. They were able to pull it off in the fourth quarter, forty three to forty. Let's break down these stats here. <clears throat> now the Chiefs they go to five and one. Like I said, they get their first L of the season. The Patriots they improved to four and two. Definitely, I think that's tops in their division at the moment. Uh, Pat Pat Mahomes he had another good game though, decent game. Uh, 20, 23 for thirty six, three hundred and fifty two yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Kareem Hunt he led the way rushing the ball with eighty yards. Tariq Hill he had one hundred forty two yards receiving and also three touchdowns. Kareem Hunt also helped out with one hundred five yards in the air and a touchdown. And as far as defense goes, Alex Hutchins the Alex Hitchens excuse me the linebacker again has another solid game. 14 total tackles. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't a bad game on the Chiefs' part. I mean, of course, defensively, this is what I, you know, try to tell a lot of people. Uh, that defense is going to give up a lot of points. It's not going to win you all the – it's not – and it's going to and it's gonna come back. Like, it, it, you know, the deficiencies always show up one way or another. It doesn't matter how many games you win. If you have a deficiency – like pass defense or anything like that, it's going to happen. You know, you're going to face one of those teams that are just a little bit better than you, and they're going to get it done. Tom Brady, obviously, is a little bit better, and they were able to get it done. Um, let's talk about the Patriots real quick. Tom Brady, uh, he had a he had a decent game, too. He went 24-35, 340 yards, but only one touchdown. Sonny Michel, again, is finding his way in the NFL at the rookie. He went 406 yards and two touchdowns. And receiving, Gronkowski, as always, he steps up, had 97 yards. And Julian Edelman gets the one and only touchdown. And on defense, cornerback uh, Justin McCourty has six total tackles. Uh, the, the takeaway that I get uh, from this game from Patriots uh, is that they look to be they look to be back rolling again. Uh, again, Kansas City has zero defense, uh, especially in the secondary. So uh, I think you know one of these games were bound to happen. One of these bomb burners were going to go against them. That's just that's just my opinion. Um, I, I still think Kansas City is a good team. I definitely do think they still need to work on that defense, though. Uh, as far as the Patriots are concerned. I mean, we're not surprised. This is stuff that they do. Uh, I don't want to be a hater, but they got the job done. Simple as that. Uh, Gronkowski showed up. Their people showed up. Sony Michelle, uh, he's a, he's a he's a rookie talent that's you know getting getting yardage and producing. So you cannot be mad. You cannot fault them for that. And uh, yeah, another another win for them. All right, y'all. We're gonna take one last quick break, and when we come back. We're going to be going over these MLB playoffs, uh, the NLCS, ALCS. We got uh, game, we're going to go over game one and game two, uh, more so in depth for game to the, the game twos. Uh, but we will be back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all. So we're going to wrap this up for today. And we're going to wrap everything up with these uh, MLB playoffs, NLCS, ALCS. Uh, they started over the weekend, and both these series, I'm not surprised. I just, this is just how the way. This stuff is scripted sometimes. I, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Uh, both these series just so happen to be tied. Uh, the Dodgers and the Brewers, of course, are going at it. Game 2 uh, tomorrow. Also, uh, Astros and the Red Sox are going to go at it. Game 3 tomorrow as well. Uh, again, 
uh, like I said, both series are tied. Game one in the NLCS, Dodgers are able to take that five to six. Game one of the ALCS, uh, Astros are able to take that seven to two. Uh, in game two, though, uh, everything got even. Uh, both game twos, the Dodgers won four to three. And in that game, Justin Turner went off. He had two hits and two RBIs. Uh, uh, outfielder Josh, Josh uh, Peterson, Jock Peterson, excuse me, had two hits. Also, Cody Bellinger had an RBI. And Ryu got the start for that game, too. He went four innings, had six hits, only two earned runs, though, and also four strikeouts. Now, as far as the Brewers go, uh, center fielder Lorenzo Kane was able to get his hit. Uh, their main man, their MLB, uh, ML MVP candidate, MLB MVP candidate, Christian Yellick, hometown kid from the L.A. area, not to mention. Uh, he went for, he had a one-run RBI. Uh, also, uh, a one-run home run, excuse me. And also, uh, the OG left, uh, left fielder, Ryan Braun, also had an RBI as well. Uh, so, uh, again, both, well, this series is tied. And it looks to me in this series, like, you know, both stars on both teams, they have their moments. Uh, they have their moments when they're quiet. Machado was a little bit quiet in this game. Uh, the games before this, for the Brewers, Yelich was Yelich was quiet. Uh, he had his big home run today. Uh, sorry, uh, last night. And as far as pitching goes for them, uh, for them uh, Wade Riley, he got the start. And he only gave up two hits in about five innings. And he had three strikeouts. All right, so going on to the ALCS. Uh, this is the one which game two. Uh, Boston won that, like I said, 7-5. Uh, let's get into those stats. Um Excuse me. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez at the way for the Astros. He had a two-run homer. Also, George Springer, one of their big-time hitters, he had two RBIs as well. Garrett Cole got to start that game. Uh, he went for I think four innings. Yeah, about four innings. Only gave up. He gave up six hits. Uh, had four earned runs and five strikeouts. So. Um, points are being scored by both of these teams. These team got these both these teams have bats, so I'm not really surprised that you know they're giving up multiple. These pitchers are giving up multiple runs in innings. So uh, you just got to go with that flow. If you're if you're a pitcher, if you're a fan of good, if you're a fan of pitching, I don't know if this is serious for you. Uh, in terms of uh, the, sorry, the Red Sox left fielder Mookie Betts, their MVP, MVP candidate, had a decent, had a great game. He had two hits and an RBI. Andrew Benatendi, one of, another one of their sluggers, he also had an RBI as well. Uh, but center fielder Jackie Bradley Jr. had the big game. He had a three-run homer. And also pitching-wise, David Price. Again, uh, this is a this is a hard series for pitchers in general. Both these teams can hit. Uh, pretty well. Uh, David Price has also been, you know, on the downturn in his career at this point. So not the greatest game for him, but he went uh, for four innings, had five hits, four earned runs, and four strikeouts. But he got help from that bullpen, but that only uh, who only gave up one run. So one thing I will say is I know. Uh, I know Houston might have the edge in hitting, but I think Boston does have a better bullpen. So we'll have to see how all that matches up. Uh, th that game, uh, the last game, I saw the highlights for this game too. Pretty exciting in my opinion. Like I said, both these teams can hit. Both these teams know when to hit. They hit for multiple runs. And it's just an all-around good experience if you like offense. I like offense in baseball. I, I Pitching duels are fine. They're exciting too in their own way. When it's when it's on, when it's on, uh, the Dodgers situation, uh, Dodgers and Brewers are the same kind of situation. I mean, they 
They have better pitchers in my opinion, but they can definitely hit the ball as well. Like I said, Manny Machado hasn't really had a breakout game in this series just yet. Christian Yelich, uh, the star, the all-star for the Brewers, he's just getting his, you know, he's just getting started in terms of his uh, hitting. So uh, look for these series. They're tied. Uh, look for them to, I would I would say, kind of stay neck and neck, neck, and neck uh, for the first time in a long time. I've never seen two series with two teams, with both teams, all four teams being equally matched up. This will lead to, in my opinion, a pretty great World Series, regardless of who makes it there. That's just me, and I'm not even a baseball aficionado like that, but I like what I'm seeing right now. All right, y'all, so we're going to wrap the show up for today. My next episode, like I said, we're going to be going to top going over the top 25 for college football uh also if there's any uh if there's a top four yet for the college football playoff we'll be going over that as well i'm going to be going over the nfl of course my three takeaways from this week my three biggest questions going uh oh from the last week i might my three biggest biggest takeaways from week six and my three biggest questions for week seven i'm going to be going over that and of course we're going to have the world on the street like we always do and i'm working on a nightmare on elm street review so y'all keep an eye out on that all right y'all if somebody has not told you i'll be the first to say it i love you and y'all have a good day this is your man l jamal and this is never out of bounds and i'm signing off for today peace out one love